0: I'm Joe.
1: I'm Helen. I'm Ethan. And And this this is World of Wonder. Wonder. Hi, welcome to World of Wonder. I'm Helen, and we're here with our friends, Romeo and Ben Kahumbu. Hello,
2: hello,
0: hello. Welcome.
1: Tell us a little more about yourself.
2: Alright, my name is Romeo Kiyumbu. I am a graduate student at Duquesne University and I'm originally from the Democratic Republic of Congo.
3: I'm Ben. Well, like you guessed, I'm uh, Romeo's brother from the Republic Democratic of the Congo and I work as an IT and uh, actually running a non-profit organization called Foundation Bon Samaritan
2: and we are originally from the Democratic Republic of Congo.
1: Where is the Congo located?
2: The Congo is located in Central Africa. It is right in the middle of Africa. It's one of the African countries that is crossed by the equator. We have about at least eight neighboring countries. And um, we have beautiful weather. And most, uh, we only have two seasons, the dry and the rainy season.
1: How long does it take to get to the to- Congo from here?
3: Well, um, there is no straight flight from the Congo to uh, here. So it takes two flights usually. Uh, each of them has seven hours, so you, like, pretty much you live from Pittsburgh to, let's say, Europe, somewhere in Europe, like in France, we take seven hours, and you have a, another flight there, from there you go to the Congo. So approximately, I would say 14 to, you know, with all the, the delays in the airport and stuff, I would say about maybe 16, an hours flight.
1: Your country's name used to be Zaire. When and why did the name change?
2: Well, it's a long story. The Democratic Republic of Congo have had four names in its history. I know it's funny, but we switch names. People have made jokes out of that, but we have switched names four times. First, it was called the Belgian Congo. And then it's... For a while, even before it was called the Belgian Congo, it was the property of the Belgian kings. So it was just called the property of the Belgian kings. And then it switched to the Belgian Congo. And after the Belgian Congo, we became the Democratic Republic of Congo in the 60s. Then we switched to Zaire because the president at that time decided that uh, we should call the country another name rather than the Congo, uh, the, the Congo name, because we had another country right next to us that was called the Congo. And after about 40 years, because that president was in power for 40 years, we got a new president who decided that we should switch back to the Democratic Republic of Congo. So we have switched name a thousand times. We have switched flags a bunch of times too. And yeah. <laughs> What was the president's name who changed it to Zaire? The name of the president was Mobutu Sese Seko, Joseph Mobutu Sese Seko. And didn't he wear a, a crazy looking leopard hat? Yes, it was pretty cool. It was funny. He had this crazy leopard hat that you wear everywhere, and this nice looking
0: cane that we carry as you everywhere as well. But he wasn't always interested in helping out the people of the Congo, was he? Unfortunately, yes,
2: he wasn't always interested in helping out uh, the Congolese people.
1: How would you describe your country? What does it look like? How would you describe its people?
3: Well, I'll start uh, from the people. The people are very friendly, as you can tell. <laughs> 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 um, uh, we've, they're very friendly, very welcoming, um, uh, like tourists, yeah, um, like to learn from people who come from uh, different country, different backgrounds. Uh, how would I describe the Congo? Wow. Uh, beautiful country, but untapped. So there is a lot of resources that nobody have used yet that I would describe the Congo.
2: So you can go in parts of the country where nobody else has been. You have the forest, you know, the, the, the equatorial forest that you can even get inside because the trees are enormous. The trees are, a si- are the size of a building, for example. So yeah, it's a beautiful country. Beautiful.
1: What languages do people speak in your country? Can you teach us how to say hello? How are you?
3: Hmm. Well, that's an a, a interesting fact about the Congo. We have uh, more than two hundred dialects that's spoken there. Um, the main language, that the business language, is, is French, and uh, we have, I uh, believe, uh, four national languages, which are uh, Lingala, Kikongo, Swahili, and Chilwa. Those are the four main, like, uh, national languages.
2: So let's do, let's play a game. Let's try to say hello in uh, those languages together, all right? So the first one would be in French, which is easy. Bonjour, can you say that? Bonjour. Yeah. Ah, but in Kikongo, mbo-te.
1: <laughs>
2: yeah. Bo-té. But in Lingala, Mbote Nayo.
1: Mbote Nayo.
2: Perfect. Let's do it in Swahili. You probably know this already if you have watched Lion King. Jumbo.
1: Jumbo.
3: Good job. <laughs> Good. Yeah. That's it.
1: What is school like compared to school in the United States?
2: Alright. School is different from the US a yeah. little bit. But there, as you can tell, it's quite different when you are in a big city and compared to when you are in the countryside. In a big city, kids are closer to schools and they have a set schedule, which is usually from 7 to 1.30. And it varies on which kind of school you go to. There are some some schools that go in the morning, There are some other that go in the afternoon. The one that goes in the afternoon starts from about 12 to 6. And they have two breaks. uh, And obviously, they they buy food. The big difference between the US and the Congo is the fact that people have to pay for school. And there is no free school in the Congo. And that's a major difference. We were were mostly talking about the school in the cities. So when we talk about school in the countryside oh that's a different ball game. the infrastructure is not uh, as good in the countryside and a lot of kids from your, how old are you again? can you remind a lot of kids that are your age have to walk one mile to go to school so you could imagine you having to go to school and walk one mile one way and then after school they have to walk again another mile to go home. So you really, really have to be dedicated to, to go to school. And, uh, and that's one thing that you should be grateful about in the U.S., the fact that you could go to school by jumping on your, uh, on your dad's car or in the school bus and you're there, rather than having to go to walk a mile to go to school.
1: Are there any special games that kids like to play that are unique to your culture?
3: Actually, yes. So we have games like uh, nzango, uh, lipate. Well, lipate is more like a tag game. You know, you know what I mean by tag? You tag somebody. So and nzango is nzango is one of the speciality on the Congo. So you you don't you don't find it somewhere nowhere else.
2: And it's fun. It's really fun for playing Zango. You use your leg and it's almost paper scissors. It's almost like paper scissors, but with your legs. It's really interesting. You
0: should try it sometime, right? So it's like rock, paper, scissors, but you use legs. Yes. We'll have to watch a YouTube video on that one. Yeah, we? it's pretty
2: really fun. And actually, uh, in the beginning of the year, the Komolis community in Pittsburgh the ladies had a workshop where they were teaching people how to play in zango that was really fun
0: how do you, how do you spell in zango C-A-N-G-O.
1: is there any special traditional clothing that people still wear what does it look like
2: all right we have several different kind of clothing, but the main one would be Maputa, which is made of patik, patik. and uh, the one that was really made famous by Mobutu was the abacos. they call it the abacos, which is a special professional clothing that um, a, a business person will wear, a man will wear. Uh, when he's, let's say, he's in a higher position when it's a business meeting. And it's really close to a jacket, but it's made for Congolese and made for the weather in the Congo.
0: I think I've seen you wear one of those before. Yes. It's almost like a suit jacket in African prints, right? And yourself, as have, at have,
2: have wear it one time. Remember? Yes, right. <laughs> yes. Yeah.
0: Yeah.
2: In On top of that, we have some cool shirts that kids wear. The nickname that they give them is Yamado, which stands for Great Big Sister Mado." It's really fun, you will see. It. There is an old song about it as well.
1: What are the most important holidays or special occasions that are celebrated in your country?
2: We have a bunch of them. We have our Independence Day which is June 30th, on top of that we have uh, a couple of, let's say, um, just like you have Martin Luther King Day here, we have Lumumba, Lumumba's Day, which falls actually around Martin Luther King Day because it's January 16th that we celebrate Lumumba. And by the way, Lumumba was our first prime minister and he contributed a lot in the freedom of the congo and he was really instrumental to get uh, the congo its independence uh, we have a couple of fun uh, fun holidays but the congo is mostly a christian country so we celebrate almost all the holidays that are christian holidays like you know the all saints uh the day of the dead we celebrate that as well. So it's pretty fun to be in the Congo. The independence was um, gained
0: from whom? From which country? The independence was gained from the, from Belgium. And that's why French is widely spoken in the Belgium. Yeah, one of in, the reasons... the Congo, excuse me.
2: Yes, indeed. You are perfectly correct. Right. One of It's one of the reasons why French is widely spoken in the Congo, uh, because Belgium... Belgium itself speaks two languages,
0: Flemish and French.
1: What are some common meals in your culture?
0: Mm-hmm. Is that your favorite subject, yeah, Ben? Yes. <laughs> we, I,
3: as you can tell, I love food. Um, uh, we, One of the main food we eat, a vegetable, called, we call it pondu, which is actually cassava leaves. Um, I don't know if you know a little bit of cassava leaves, but the they plants that come out of, um, how do you call it? Uh, the plant? Yeah. Cassava. No, the cassava. The cassava comes, like the, the plant that comes on top of the yucca. Yeah. You know, I, I don't know if you know you know about yucca a little bit, so that's what we eat mainly as vegetables. And, it's uh, kind
0: of like a potato in some yeah. way.
3: Exactly, it's exactly. like potatoes. Flour that like the one that comes on top,
0: mm-hmm.
3: and uh, we eat it mainly with uh, um, the fufu. I mean, I mean, we do fufu, which actually that's like the potato. We then make on uh, some kind of flowers, and we eat with everything. We mix it up, chicken, beef, everything. Else so
0: the fufu is like a dough that you use to eat the other foods,
3: right? Exactly. It doesn't have a taste, and every anything that you mix, uh, you mix it with. You give it a taste.
2: and by the way just to clarify fufu is made out of cassava roots which is the root of you know the the cassava uh, cassava leaves it's the same tree right and we eat a lot of fish that i got white fish because we uh, people don't really uh, uh, grow fish or farm fish and on top of that uh, Another example would be, we don't, it's, it's not only Pondu um, that we eat. As, you, as we, told, we told you before, we have five national languages. And those five, uh, well, let's say four groups, because one of them is French. So those four main groups have their food speciality. So people that are, speak Swahili more often will eat something similar to Bugali. You probably have heard it before uh the the Luba, the people that speak chulo Chuluba will eat a lot of fufu, just like the people from Bandundu, me and Ben are from Bandundu. People that are from the equator region that speak mostly Lingala we, we will would eat a lot of plantains because they're right next to the equator and there's a lot of plantain there and they right on the Congolese River. So the fish there is Excellent, and the seafood is awesome there as well.
0: And plantains are like uh, very large bananas that you cook, right?
2: Yes, plantains are large banana that you cook. Uh, you cannot eat them raw, so most of the time they sometimes they boil them, and uh, and grind them, eat them as a dough, as as if you are eating mashed potato, and some other time they fry them, which is excellent. I like the fried one, just. Me too. Yeah.
1: <laughs> are there any special treats like candies that are unique in your culture?
2: Well, growing up, uh, my grandma used to make something called uh, micate. Mikate in French is the name for beignet. And beignet is nothing else than fried dough. So fried dough is one of the favorite snacks that kids love. So they will have fried dough with uh, arachid, arachid which is uh, nuts. They will have fried dough with nuts uh, or peanut butter uh, in the Congo. So that, that's one of our favorite snacks.
1: What is one important thing you want kids to know about your country or culture?
2: Well... The Congo is really, really good when it comes to music. So a lot of musicians in the African continent are Cong- Congolese musicians or try to copy Congolese music. And one of them is Kofio Olomidé, who actually made a really good song last year that was called the Selfie Song. So all the kids love the Selfie Song. So you dance with your phone out, you're taking a selfie. So it's pretty interesting. You have to watch it. Um, uh, and on top of that the Congo is really rich when it comes to natural resources and I always tell people that everybody is a part of the Congo you want to know why? because when you make a laptop when you make a cell phone there's a material that you use called the coltan, and one of the best quality of cotton is from the Congo and if you have a phone that is really fast or a computer that is extremely fast, you have a 99% of chance, chance that they use the cotton from the Congo. So, without you knowing it, you always carry a piece of the Congo.
1: What do you think makes your culture so wonderful?
3: I would say uh, the diversity in, langu- in languages. Um, so is one country with a lot of culture inside um, as my brother romeo was saying um so with the like for instance like for the food uh different uh like let's say state we say state so then everybody can understand a different state we have a different language they have a different ways of doing things they have a different way of of um of cooking they have a different way of uh, like i said a, a languages of um culture, you know, so I think the diversity of culture makes make the country very beautiful. And
2: the food too, yum.
1: <laughs> what book might you recommend for parents that give a good understanding of your country?
2: Well, um, there's a bunch of books that parents can read. To get an historical uh, perspective of the Congo, parents can read King Leopold's ghost from Ab- Abram Hoschild. another really good book that give um, uh, people a good overview of um, of the Congo and well Central Africa will be Af- uh, African psychology by Allen in French his name in French is Allen so it's, those would be nice books for the parents to read. Yeah. Why why are you only talking about the parents? How about the kids? <laughs> How about the kids? The kids should read some books too, right? And I think you have read a book from the Congo as well. Do you remember? The book was called Since Central African Folk Tell by Dr. Thomas Shefford. And it had all the Afric- African folktale for the Central African region, all the cool stories about lions, about uh, birds, and all that. And that's a book that I should recommend for kids who wants to have fun before sleeping.
0: Thank you. So, Ben and Romeo, you were just telling us about a new nonprofit organization that you started that focuses on your country. Could you tell us a little bit more about it?
3: Uh, real quick, once again, um, the non-profit organization, the 501C3 organization, uh, is called uh, Foundation Bon Samaritan, which Bon Samaritan is Bon is French means good, so it's only about good Good Samaritan. Uh, our mission is to grow mercy. So what we're trying to do is educate people with all the um, humanitarian. Uh, aid issue around the world, particularly from the Congo, so that that's what we're focusing on. And here in Pittsburgh, we have we working on a program uh, called um, well, it's judo, judo against bullying. So we teach kids here in Pittsburgh how to control their anger issues
2: or how to be more focused by using judo, and stopping the bullying frail that have been uh, so. Uh, that, that that has been impacting the u.s so if you want to learn some moves you can you should come to us um, and on top i want to add another point about uh the non-for-profit in the congo uh, i don't know if you uh, when i meant we mentioned the fact that some kids walk for a mile to go to school uh unfortunately the congolese community um a girl a younger is usually not sent to school because she has to help a mom in the house for cooking so when uh, the brother or the boys go to school they will send the girl to go grab water and in the countryside it's not really easy to grab water so if you have to walk a mile to go to school back and forth so two miles you might walk miles to go fleshed for water so they will send young girls at a young age to go pick up water for the house so that's another thing that the organization is trying to work on put water where there's a school water uh, water wells where there's a school so that the parent could send their daughters to school as well so they could flesh water and go with water home that's
3: wonderful
1: Thank you Ben and Romeo for talking to us today.
3: You are very welcome. Thank you very much and we are very pleased to meet you. Take care. (laughs) Au revoir.
0: Vandambote. Vandambote. Au
1: revoir.
0: Merci beaucoup to Ben and Romeo for joining us today. Thanks very much. Be sure to check out their nonprofit organization, Foundation Bone Samaritan, at fbsamaritan.org. Please be sure to subscribe to our podcast on the iTunes Store and join us on our Facebook page at World of Wonder Podcast. If you have any comments or suggestions, please email us at worldofwonderpodcast@gmail.com. at gmail.com. Also, we just started a Kickstarter campaign for World of Wonder Podcast please check out our campaign at kickstarter.com. We're trying to raise some funds so we could buy some better equipment and bring you an even more professional podcast. Our show was produced by Helen, Ethan, and me. And our background music was provided by purpleplanet.com. Thanks for joining us.